Welcome to another episode of the Heartship Journey Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm your host, Andrea Mauser, a mindset and personal growth coach and creator of Choose Your Journey. We all endure hardship in some form in our life, and it's those very things we go through, we grow through. My guest today is Lacey Svennis, the birth daughter to Crystal Weber, who was on a previous episode. Lacey was given up for adoption and raised by her parents, Brad and Judy, along with her sister, Courtney. Lacey shares about her upbringing and what it was like to connect with her birth mother and meet her half-sister. Lacey also shares about her faith journey. God certainly had a hand in so many moments. You'll definitely want to hear this full episode. Thank you for listening and be sure to check out my website, www.chooseyourjourney.co to hear other episodes of inspiration. Welcome to another episode of the Heartship Journey. Welcome, Lacey Svenis. I am so happy to have you here. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Thank you. Yeah, it's just exciting. Yeah. So Lacey is the child of Crystal, who we connected with and had a conversation with in an earlier episode. And Lacey, um, in, in talking with Crystal and just kind of the the um, unique bond that you were able to reconnect on, she had mentioned, you know, perhaps you and I could connect and lo and behold, things kind of went into play and and we're talking today. So I am so honored to have you on this platform and super excited to hear more about what your life story has been. Yeah. Crystal and I are both pretty excited about it too, because I don't know, it's kind of fun to be able to share our different sides of the whole story between us both. Yeah. So maybe do you want to just share a little bit about like where you're from and a little bit of background on you? Sure. So, well, I was born in Iowa and um, I was adopted right from the hospital from my two parents, uh, Brad and Judy. And um, we lived actually on a church campground. So that was kind of fun. My dad was a director. And so I got to spend my early childhood years basically like in the forest and um, around, you know, the church camp kids in the summer. And that was a lot of fun. And now we live in South Dakota and we've been lived in here since oh, we lived here like 13 years now. And because my sister wanted to go to a different Christian school. And so, yeah, it's been good. It's been fun. And I am now a junior in college. And so, yeah, it's been a journey. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So you, you mentioned a sister and her name is Courtney. Yes. Yes. So I know before we started talking or recording here, you have kind of just shared a little bit, but, um, you know, hopefully maybe there'd be an opportunity that you can share with the, on here, what you had shared with me on that story, but oh yeah, um, yeah go ahead and take us back to as early as you you'd like. Sure. So, well, my parents had adopted my older sister, Courtney, um, about nine, ten-ish years before I was born. So, um, and she had been, like I said, about eight, nine at this point. And they were like, you know, they would have had an adopted another kid, but you know, nothing, you know, nothing came up, you know, hadn't got any calls or anything. Well, then it's, like I said, eight, nine years later, and I get a call and basically like, hey, somebody picked you as, you know, their ideal, you know, parent family for their baby. And they were like, um, 
okay. <laughs> you know, they weren't really like expecting that, but apparently my sister had been praying for a little sister and, um, I, and lo and behold, here I am. And in the whole process of getting ready for me, they didn't know if I was going to be a boy or a girl. And she wouldn't let my, my mom buy any, any girl, uh, any boy clothes at all. And she was just like, are you sure? Should we just buy a couple just to be sure? She's like, nope, it's a girl. No, absolutely. It's, it's going to be a girl. There's no way. And well, she was right, I guess. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. My sister really, um, really uh prayed for me hard <laughs> she didn't want to be the only kid <laughs> yeah, that's just incredible um I've heard of that before where you know the the kids have just such this desire right mm -hmm. and it's some might be like oh isn't that a nice coincidence but really it feels like a god moment of just kind of yeah. bringing everything together and did she have any influence on your name too yeah so the name thing's funny so my parents had done um, a ministry um, down south and there was lots of little southern girls named Lacey with an I so that's why my mom liked that name but I don't know if Crystal shared any of this with you but my middle name that's the one that has kind of the crazy story behind it um so my middle name is just Anne and spelled A-N-N-E and my sister was like, well, grandma's middle name is Joanne. So why don't we do a Anne as A-N-N-E? Because we were having, they were kind of having a hard time picking out the middle name. Well, while they're sitting at the hospitals when they're deciding this and the social co worker comes in right after they figured out what my name was going to be and everything and said, well, the birth mom wanted to name your middle name. And we're like, oh shoot well not me <laughs> my parents were like oh shoot you know whatever but what is it you know we're just curious and they go she goes she wants it a-n-n-e Anne, oh, the same God. middle name and we're <laughs> like what <laughs> my oh, mom said her and the social worker just started crying and because <laughs> oh, apparently that's crystal's middle name is Anne. so that was like the craziest thing i think is how do you happen to have the same spelling, same middle name? It was just crazy. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That leaves me speechless. Right. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I know when people are like, oh, I have a basic middle name, but let me tell you the story behind it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So how old were you? Um, or I guess like going through your childhood, you know, like what, um, was there a point where your parents, Brad and Judy had kind of shared about your, um, up like your background and how things came to be? Well, honestly, you know how there's kind of the stereotype that one day your parents are like, oh, you're adopted. Well, it wasn't really like that. I don't even remember when they told me, to be honest, they always just kind of knew I was adopted. They made it such, really? such a norm. Okay. And my dad has two sisters that are adopted and obviously my own sister is adopted. And so it just, it never seemed like not normal. You know, my yeah. mom always said I was adopted twice, once into our family, once into God's family. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, so it was, yeah, it was just so normal. And that's, I know not everybody has that experience either. And some people, I know some people, when they talk to me, they're like, kind of hesitant to talk about the fact that I'm adopted they're afraid it's gonna you know offend me make me feel funny you know which I can understand but I'm like oh it's fine it's just part of me <laughs> yeah 
Wow. That's, that's, and you're right. I feel like there's a lot of like cultural influence that stems from it possibly being a, a negative experience or mm. wanting to tread lightly. So that's great to be able to like bring that new perspective and just like, it's a part of who you were from day one and that's right. part of the acceptance. And I love to the adapted twice. Reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I know it's, it's kind of fun. Like it's not something people see, but I, I like being that unique part of me. I think it's neat. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure you probably had a really close relationship with Courtney. Was she that protective big sister to you? Oh yeah. I mean like certain parts of childhood, she was like way older and I was way younger, but yeah, she was definitely my big sister. And especially now, like we get along super well now that we're both adults, you know, and everything it's, it's fun. It's fun having a sister. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So was there any point that you felt or had an inkling that you wanted to think about connecting back to your birth mother? Yeah. You know, in high schools, when I really started thinking about it, because there's that point when you're 18 and, you know, like, oh, I can actually do it now. It's it's less, you know, concerning, not concerning, but, you know, you're less, you know, thinking about it when you're in high school. You can't do it yet anyway. You know, I don't. But I always wanted to. And there's also that fear, like, what if she doesn't want to talk to me at all? you know, which knowing Crystal now, that's totally ridiculous, but, you know, because some people don't have, you know, some people will try to reach out to their birth parents and they'll just, you know, not really want anything to do with them. And I was definitely lucky in that aspect with Crystal. In fact, what was funny is this wasn't until like my, right before I think my 20th birthday. So that was last year. Um, my mom and I were talking about it and we're like, you know, my mom was the one that brought it up. She's like, have you thought about talking to, cause I knew her name, Crystal, um, at all. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like it was just kind of hesitant. Like I wanted to, but I wasn't sure. But then I kid you not, like a few days later, I got a Facebook message request from Crystal and uh, I woke up and I didn't have anything going that day, I guess. And I woke up and I'm like, mom and I run upstairs and I'm like guess who just texted me and it was just Unbelievable. like it was really I kind of liked that Crystal was able to break the ice but it was just funny that we had literally just been talking about it right. and synchronized the synchronized thoughts or just like the right. whole process it was unfolding right before your eyes right exactly wow. so, so what did cool. you do with that like how are you feeling like what was your mindset at that point well, I was just like, it's more just, you, you don't really have a lot of words for it. You're like, okay, you kind of sort of waited your whole life for this, you know? And then it's like, it's happening. And then like, also at the same time, like it felt really natural too. Like it was never horribly awkward. And when we met, it wasn't awkward at all. And we surprisingly didn't cry that much. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I think it seems weird, but being she is related to me, I don't know. It just seems so natural, you know, and we get along really well. And there was never, yeah, we definitely have the same sense of humor and everything. And so, yeah, it was, it was just really cool. And it wasn't weird. It wasn't, like I said, it wasn't awkward. It was just cool and just yeah. as a whole. <laughs> yeah. 
So when you, when you got that connection, um, did that kind of nurture within you the want to, okay, I've, we've met like through technology. Do you think it's possible that we could meet physically in person? Yeah, it was, yeah, I really enjoyed talking to her over the phone and everything. I'm like, yeah, hell, we've talked for so long, you know, it's, it, I think it's time to, and I know she definitely was very careful in the aspect. She did not want to push me to meet her because she told me from the get-go in the first message, she's like, I'm not trying to be your mom, you know, I just want to be your friend. And I mean, yeah, it's perfect. And so it was this last June. So almost a year after we met over the phone, my family and I were going to Iowa for a vacation anyway. And so we're it was kind of last minute, but we're like, hey, do you want to meet up at the hotel? Because you guys are only like 20 minutes away from the place we're going to stay. Wow. And we're like, well, heck yeah. And it made it really nice and chill because my nieces were there. And so my um, biological half-sister could play with them. And so it was just, it was really nice and nonchalant and everyone was hanging out at the pool and we got to go to the old campground that I grew up on. So Crystal got to see where I grew up right after I was adopted. So it was really cool. And what did you think about the news of knowing you had another sibling? I thought that was cool. I always wanted a brother, but, <laughs> but having a younger sister is fun. And we literally are twins, which is kind of scary. Cause I've always just been like, I wonder why I look like this. And, <laughs> and then I see um, my half sister and I'm just like, okay, I see where I get most of my looks from because I'm ex- like a clone. Like she's like a clone of me or whatever. And we put like our pictures of when we were younger next to each other. Yeah. And like, it's hard to tell who's who, <laughs> even for our moms. <laughs> wow. So, that says a lot. That's amazing. Yeah. It's funny. And she's tall too. And we're tall. I'm tall. And so I don't know. It's kind of fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like with upbringing, you really had that influence of faith and, you know, the nurturing with Brad and Judy of being like awesome parents and and kind of having Courtney as that sister too. Was there a part of you that felt whole and this just added on like another layer to that? Or did you feel like as you were growing up, you felt whole, but was there anything missing or, or did you feel connected? I mean, I felt pretty whole. I mean, it's different than if I had known her and I later was, you know, with my parents. I just, I didn't know anything about Crystal or anything. So I didn't really have anything I was missing, I guess, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But it definitely is added now. I mean, I feel like I know a little bit more about myself through the whole thing mm-hmm. and, you know, the thing that's kind of cool is the whole nature versus nurture thing. Like, okay, I get this from this parent and then I can see stuff I've somehow gotten from Crystal, you know, not even being around her. And so that part's kind of cool, especially I was taking a psychology class around the same time and we were learning about nature versus nurture. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was like yeah. perfect timing for that. But I can, it's kind of fun to see, okay, yeah, I get this personality aspect from my mom, my dad. I definitely get a lot from my dad, but then I definitely get a lot from Crystal too, besides my looks and yeah. <laughs> like that. But wow. it's kind of fun to see that too. Yeah. 
were there any other like telltale signs or anything that you experienced that had you like in a wow moment? Well, there's a couple of just funny moments where we would say something that's like the exact same or like we have similar taste or like even what she wears. Like she wears like the same style as me. I don't know, just random things like that. It's just so funny to me. I'm like, we don't even know each other. And you're literally wearing like just a different version of what I'm wearing today. And just, I don't know, just funny stuff like that. It's just, I don't know. But she also um, really enjoys English and writing. And so do I. And that was like my best subject in school. And what's funny too is she's, you know, a pastor or whatever and so she is really good at speaking and I've always been told that growing up that I've been good at speaking and I even did a sermon for a church like fine arts thing like in senior year high school and so I don't know it's kind of fun that some of our interests are the same too I got my speaking ability from her I guess (laughs) the overlapping wow that's awesome yeah it's pretty cool so you had met in person this, this last summer in 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as you were sharing, you know, the, it just felt like you had the right people with you. It was a part of your family and bridging with another family and just kind of having this wonderful occasion. Um, from that, I presume like you as a whole, probably with your parents, Brad and Judy, everybody just got closer. Oh yeah, I think so too. And the coolest part was when we were all hanging out because um, my sister and her family were there too. And my sister's met her birth mom before. So she kind of liked meeting my birth mom. Oh, wow. What's funny is her birth mom ended up living an hour away, which was crazy. Mm, wow. But um, so that was fun. And my fiance got to meet my birth mom too and he always said he wanted to be there when that happened and so that was nice too but the coolest part for me is just when we were sitting on one of those lawn chairs by the pool (laughs) I I was listening to Crystal's side and my mom's side of the whole adoption story because they each had different things Crystal didn't really know a whole lot about the she didn't know about the middle name thing until I told her and she didn't, you know, we, there's certain things that Crystal had on her side and my mom, Judy had on her side and st- things correlating. And it was just really cool to hear. Cause I, I was there, but <laughs> I don't remember that obviously. Right. Yeah. So that was the really cool part is hearing both my moms, I guess, um, talking about their sides of it too. Yeah. It was, it was just really neat. Wow. I'm sure too of, of kind of like coming full circle and just the whole experience and sounding like it, it really was as best as it could be from right. an adoption standpoint, which is fantastic. Oh, just having that ability. Cause I, like you said, I'm sure it doesn't happen enough that the, the two groups are able to connect and interact and, you know, build out a relationship. A lot of times it's probably just like, they go off in their separate directions and oh yeah I know and I know at first she you know when I was first born I know she didn't really have much interest thinking in the future about meeting me because she went through a whole lot I mean me I didn't I was just the aftermath of the whole thing (laughs) so I mean she definitely went through a lot more emotional back and forth with 
you know, meeting me and what, you know, what all went on and everything. Yeah. And me, it was just like, it was more that fear. Like I didn't know if she wanted to meet me or not, but my, my mom did, you know, have a few random letters that they have sent her of like me in like third grade and just random little class pictures. And she sent her one when I graduated. Mm-hmm. And so my mom tried to keep in touch a little bit, you know, through the agency or whatever to Crystal. And yeah. cause she, she wanted to reach out because, you know, with my mom not being able to have kids, she's obviously very thankful for our birth moms and wanted to make sure that if they wanted pictures, you know, they got pictures and if they didn't, they didn't, you know, so wow and I know Crystal has asked me multiple times like how does your mom feel about us meeting how's this and I'm like my mom's ecstatic you know and she wants to meet you too you know like yeah I my mom and dad have been very that's the that's this thing that's different than other people is you know there might be funny feelings between the adoptive parents and the birth parents but my my birth parents probably have pushed me more to meet my birth parents and my sister as well than even I have you know because it was my mom that brought up the conversation before Crystal had messaged me and so I was it's very cool to have that too yeah because you know I would feel bad you know that would put a little bit of pressure on me if my mom had felt funny about me meeting my birth mom but Mm -hmm. they both they're super excited about it that's incredible I, I just think if there were more people who had that that notion or that perspective to just have that trust or just to like have that ability to celebrate other people. You know, I feel Mm -hmm. like we're constantly in that comparison mode of feeling less than, or, you know, not, not good as, and here this wonderful support system that you had growing up to instill that in you and, you know, to just continue to emulate that. Oh my God, they're, they sound awesome. That would be, they're cool. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So yeah, so what's next for you? Well, um, I do hope to, I don't know, there, Crystal and I have always talked about somehow sharing our story and in some way. So that's something me and her want to do eventually. But for me personally, I'm just trying to work and get through school and yeah. all that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> As do you one have does a, in the early 20s. <laughs> yeah, I heard you say fiance before. So do you have a, a wedding date in mind? Not yet, but we're thinking 2024. So we're waiting a little while, but um, because I want to get through most of my school. And he just moved to a town a couple hours away with his brother and got a new, more of a big boy job. And so there's been some life transitioning with us. And so we're waiting until we get more settled and stuff like that. We're not in a rush because he's a couple years younger than me even. So yeah. And what are you going to school for? So um my actual degree is called like digital design photography design or something like that like a bachelor in science and so it's mostly photography but I'll get like graphic design and a little bit of journalism and stuff like that oh very cool so, wow yeah. that sounds like a really rewarding yeah it, it's been good and I'm taking it through um Liberty in Virginia that huge Christian college and oh, wow. I'm, I'm able to take it online so I'm home. I haven't moved out yet. <laughs> they haven't got rid of me yet. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, would you just want to share anything about your faith and what that has meant for you? Well, yeah. So I, I know 
at church camp, I've probably accepted Jesus 50 times. So I don't, I don't totally, I don't really have like a huge moment, you know, when, um, you know, Christ came into my life. Cause it was always there, you know, I was raised around it and I literally grew up on a church campground. So it was such a norm for me and, but it was great. You know, I loved it. And the, the best part I think about, I don't know, I've always been pretty, I felt connected through worship music and I've always been, I played piano since I was like five and I've sung since who knows when. And so I was on worship team all throughout high school. I led the worship team and youth group. And that's just, I don't know. That's always felt like that was part of my calling. I don't really know what my total calling is, but I know I want to be on the worship team at a church at some point because I don't know. That's always felt like, like I can get a lot through going to church, but it seems like when I sit there and listen to my worship music and, you know, pray, that's when I really, that's, that's my church, <laughs> you know, if that makes sense, you know, yeah. and that's just always how I've been. And my parents have always been super supportive. And like I said, I've done some stuff with this thing called fine arts and I was able to make it to nationals with one of my, um, keyboard singing deals and <laughs> so that was kind of cool and you know with this whole being adopted thing oh yeah there's sure times where I'm just like you know felt different but now I grasp that you know I'm like thankful for that like it's cool that I'm a little bit different you know but you know of course when you're younger in middle school you see all these people that have biological parents that they look just like and all that you feel a little bit weird but I always you know now I feel like just like a total peace about it like you know what it's cool you know it's cool to be different and like I said especially through like middle school early high school you don't want to feel different you know you, you just don't <laughs> yeah and yeah and my and my sister hadn't met her birth mom at that point which I think it was helpful for me for her to meet her birth mom too because then that gave me at least one positive experience that I've seen firsthand because I know some people don't. And so it, there was a lot of praying involved <laughs> in wanting to reach out and feeling, you know, like you're, it's okay, you know, that you're adopted. Like that doesn't change anything, you know, you're not worth more or less or whatever, you know? And so, yeah, like I said, when I was younger, that was a little bit of a battle but but now I'm just like yeah it's cool it's just part of me I mean and knowing more about the cool things that happened and with my story it's like oh yeah I was totally meant to be and the more I know about it the more like I said I feel like stuff should be shared about it because there is a lot that's kind of fickle about adoption and you know what a parent should do if they feel stuck in that situation like she did and what happens after and all that. So I'm very thankful that God's given me this kind of story, you know? Yes. Oh my gosh. And I really see you being the advocate to change the paradigm, to change the belief system around what that, that means. And yeah, since I like, do you, do you feel connected to like communicating at a youth level? 
I think those. that would be really cool. I, I definitely have to practice a few, you know, <laughs> practice a little <laughs> bit before I felt like talking in front of live, you know, people, but yeah. um, it would be really cool. And I think the youth is a really good place. And I love high schoolers too. They're just so fun. I mean, I know I'm kind of fresh out of high school, but I still have some high school friends that I knew when, you know, that were younger than me. And I still chaperone on the marching band trips with the high schoolers because I just I'd get a kick out of them and so that would be really cool to reach out to them and I know that Crystal has a heart for high schoolers too and so that would be really fun yeah I just couldn't help but think about that nature versus nurture when you were talking about um your faith you know of knowing Crystal's background and your parents background you had you had the influences like it's a part of your DNA like with Crystal's grandfather, great-grandfather having organized the church. And then with your parents being a part of the, the pastor and being, you know, in the Christian space too. So Mm -hmm. interesting how that can kind of come on different levels. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. Wow. Um, so what do you think, you know, with what you experienced, how did that influence who you are today? Um, I definitely, hmm. I don't know. I always, I feel like I have an appreciation for people more now, you know, it's, it's like, I think more of an appreciation for the people around me and just, you know, even like I said, with Crystal and everything, it's like, you don't know what people have gone through. And I, it also, it's just like you can see how much good can come out of a bad situation too. You know, if Crystal hadn't unfortunately gone through what she went through for me to be alive, you know, I wouldn't have experienced life like this and she wouldn't have, you know, some of the growth that she's experienced. And um, yeah, it's just, I definitely have had a new perspective on bumps in the road and you know really big ones really big bumps and really small ones you know and just eventually you know you might be thankful for them or there might be some sort of thing that was supposed to come out of them and you know it's it's hard to be thankful for bad times but you know you have to think a different perspective like okay well this wouldn't have happened if this wouldn't have happened or because this happened this awesome thing happened you know so that's definitely something that's kind of changed and become more of a try I've always been of an optimistic person I've always tried to be optimistic and I think that was part of my upbringing too and yeah. you know, God's got you. It's going to be fine. But <laughs> yeah. you know, definitely the more deeper side of things, like, you know, looking at those things. Yeah. And I feel like that takes an evolution of a person to be able to pull that out because it is literally damaging certain situations mm-hmm. and hard to rebound um, mm-hmm. from that and just to like, to grow through it. So to shift that mind perspective and to even finding the, inc- what is a positive experience from it? Mm-hmm. That's incredible transformation. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's definitely not easy in the time, but I've, I mean, you go through stuff in high school. I mean, it seems little now, but at the time, I mean, you know, it sucked. <laughs> and 
but now I'm like, well, I'm thankful, you know, that happened. And I know that if that happened, you know, people dying and stuff, if they would have, you know, they would have suffered more and you don't want them to do that. And, you know, just like things mm-hmm. like that, that just happen. And yeah, I've definitely learned to look at stuff like that differently. And yeah. Wow. So what would you say to someone who, you know, is maybe feeling at a low point, you know, you shared about feeling different and now kind of having the peace with it and thinking it's cool, like what your experience has been. So if there's someone, you know, really, I guess could even be those who are younger on the spectrum, but do you have any words of advice or words of encouragement if they're really feeling kind of at that low point about themselves? Yeah. Well, for me, I always, and my mom kind of told me this a little bit too. It's like, you know, I think people, when you say different, they think weird, strange, unusual, you know, as kind of a bad thing. But like, if you're different and, you know, like me, like, I'm not, you know, different in a bad way. I'm just different. I'm unique, you know, and it's just, you kind of have to look at your difference differently, (laughs) you know, because you can use your different story than other people to help those who have a similar you know story than you and it'd be really cool especially with somebody who had been through the foster care system or has been adopted even the same way I was to like it's a part of you you know and I know some people go through harder things but it is you know you can use that use it as a strength to share with others and um just help them like like I said, not feel weird, but just different in a good way. You know, like you have a different story than other people and it's, it's cool to have a different story than other people. You know, mm-hmm. I think, like I said, with it being in middle school and high school, you like, you want to be the same as everybody. Well, being the same as everybody's boring. <laughs> it just <laughs> is. I was never one of those people that was the same as everybody. And I'm kind of thankful for it now because, yeah. you know, it's, you just kind of have to embrace it. And it's really hard to, when you're feeling at that low point, you're just like, I'm different. I want to be, you know, why can't I look like these people? Why can't I have the same background as these people? Yeah. And, but everybody's different for a reason. If everyone was the same, that would, it would just be boring and no one would have anything new to share, you know, no new stories to share. And, you know, it's just, I don't know especially when you're younger it's hard to see the other side of things you know yeah I know as humans where we are intended to belong Mm -hmm. it's it's important for us to have that that group and unfortunately being a part of group means almost like kind of check marking okay did I do I wear this do I drive this do I live here to fit into that group and it's really important that we we change that. We expand it out and being like, come as you are. We're going to celebrate who you are. Right. That makes up the, the community aspect. Right. And I know some people don't like totally mention that they're adopted and there's some people that are obviously adopted, but <laughs> um, it, I always thought it was so cool. You know, I had a few friends in high school that were adopted too. And um, and not all of them were from a different country either. Some were just like me where it's just, you know, another American family was another American family. And I'm just like, that's really cool to meet somebody else that has the same. And 
I feel like not everybody gets to meet other people that are adopted too. And I was, like I said, lucky enough to have two aunts and a sister. So it was just super normalized. And I wish it was normalized a little more. Yeah. And because I know sometimes it's hard, you know, the adoption process is a little bit harder nowadays. I wish it was a little easier, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I just, it'd be nice if there was some way that, you know, all the adopted kids can like, relate to each other and find each other because it definitely made me feel like less secluded in a way like I never was secluded you know physically like I had friends and everything like that but I mean in the sense of just the adoption aspect it was cool to meet other people that were and it would be nice if you know there's always a few here and there you know you don't know who is I mean nobody assumes I am unless I tell them you know because I've always been told I look like my dad but which is funny because that's literally not possible but (laughs) um so yeah that would be nice if they were you know able to meet someone or even if I was able to talk to a group of adopted kids or something like that you know what I mean right yeah you're you're creating the proof that it exists that it is possible to have such a new perspective and bringing in a good one so I'm excited for you. I feel like you're just getting started <laughs> in that vision of that you have for things and what's going to unfold. Yeah, I'm excited too. Yeah, especially with like Crystal was saying about maybe writing something. And then when she messaged me about the podcast or whatever, I was like, really? That's really cool, you know? Um, so yeah, it it is really cool to be able to share. Like cool is like the word of the day. Like, <laughs> I'm down with that. <laughs> Do you have any songs or quotes that lift you up or bring you inspiration that you'd want to share? Um, well, one of the things I love the most, I don't know, it's is I love the the story of the shepherd leaving the 99 sheep. That's always been my favorite, one of my favorite Bible stories. I even have a little sheep tattoo. <laughs> um, but because, you know, it is hard sometimes, you know, I had an awesome big sister, but when she moved out, I almost sort of felt like the only child in a certain sense because she was out of high school having babies and, you know, had a totally different part of her life when I was only like 11, you know. So in that time, it was kind of awkward, you know, my sister had babies and she was moved out of the house. And and so sometimes you feel a little bit alone as a kid, you know, and sometimes, you know, you're in the basement and your parents are upstairs and you're just, you know, you're a sad little high schooler or middle schooler and just going through, you know, some of the emotions you do as a teenager, you know, everyone has their ups and downs. And I always knew that if I was feeling low or was going through something that God was going to help me out. And it just, like I said, he would leave the 99 sheep to come find me, you know, and be there for me. And when that song Reckless Love came out and it talks about he would leave the 99, that's the one I did for the fine arts thing that I'd mentioned earlier. Cause I was like, I love that song. And because I I felt like I could relate to it, you know, because I always knew, like I said, that he would leave the 99 to come find me and help me. And he helps me with the little things. Like we got a new water slide in town and it was really scary. <laughs> and literally beforehand, I'm like, okay. I'm gonna be fine because it had like a drop and I'm like I don't like drops <laughs> yeah and just random stuff like that like hey give me the strength to go down the stupid water slide and he did 
you know, I, I totally, I was like, my nerves just calmed, like just kind of dumb stuff like that you wouldn't think would matter. They do, yeah. you know, wow. and then big things, you know, like what we go through in high school or, you know, your grandparents passing away or, you know, the scariness of meeting your birth mom and stuff like that. He cares about those huge things too. And, you know, caught like praying about what college to go to. And that really just was a perfect situation with college too. And, you know, I got a good job and all of that is definitely been set in place for me. It's like the perfect plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, wow. That's incredible. I know Um, I, you had talked about calling and I know um, Crystal had gotten a calling, two of them actually, and you had shared like, you you haven't gotten it yet are you expecting to get a calling yeah or hoping I know I'm kind of hoping a little bit I you know there's a part of me that you know I'm pretty good at kind of going with the flow just seeing what happens but also part of me kind of wishes I knew what I was meant to do because I've always had a couple you know for lack of a better term I have a few different talents and I've always felt like God's always been you know, using my talents, you know, through him, you know, with like giving me the ability to make a sermon and, you know, do worship team and, you know, different things like that. I even got to, you know, play some worship songs on my saxophone and stuff like that, you know, being able to do that. And I've written some papers in college about adoption too. And, you know, using my abilities to share, you know, my faith and stuff like that has been really cool. And so I know I have all these different aspects I could be using in like photography. I, I love photography too. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of, I wish I knew exactly what that was. And I feel like I'll know eventually. <laughs> it's just right now the waiting game is kind of, I'm getting a little impatient, but it's okay. <laughs> And I know I'm in a spot right now with a job and school. I'm kind of at in my like, with lack of it, like a, a filler episode of my life, you oh, know? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. So I'm trying to, you know, just hang out for now. But I do feel like, I feel like I'm meant to do something. I just don't know what. And maybe it's this. Maybe it's sharing, you know, about adoption and stuff with Crystal, you know? I don't know. But. Wow. It's, I love it. <laughs> As we close out our time together, is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners? I don't know. It just overall was just, it's been an amazing experience for sure. You know, throughout, you know, life, you know, with my mom telling me a little more, a little more tidbits about Crystal. I mean, she didn't just tell me all in one day. I mean, I'd randomly have questions and my mom was always ready to answer with what she could. And my sister, you know, was old enough to remember too, because she was there at the hospital and, you know, stuff like that. And my dad too. And so, you know, it's, I feel like it's been a journey the last, how old am I? 21 years. <laughs> you know, it felt like it's been a continuing story, you know, even though me and Crystal were kind of living our lives separate you know, I felt like it was kind of building to that eventually, you know, mm -hmm. and I think it was the perfect time in my life, you know, for a less chaotic part of my life to 
meet Crystal too. And because I wanted to, I wanted to be able to have time to enjoy it. You know, when there's tons of other stuff going on, it's hard to really focus on the importance of one thing. And so that was perfect. It was right before my birthday. So that was kind of fun. Like, oh, right before my 20th birthday, I finally be, you know, get in contact with my birth mom. And it's like, huh, 20 year anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I haven't seen you in 20 years, but <laughs> um, so yeah, that's it's just been it's been cool. And meeting her was like it wasn't as scary as I thought. Like I said, we met at a hotel and it was just really chill. And Jackson cried more than both of us. I think my half sister or whatever, because I mean, she had, she, she has some, you know, siblings from her dad, but no biological siblings besides me. Yeah. And so it was a big deal for her. And I think it was a big deal for Crystal too, for Jackson to meet her sister. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that was really cool. And, but yeah, it's just overall, it's, I couldn't ask for a better situation. I don't, I don't think I could ask for anything better as somebody who's, you know, gone through what Crystal and I have. It's been like, it's been great. And my, and like I said, my parents have been great through the whole thing. And it's I couldn't ask for better adoptive parents or you know I I'm set <laughs> yeah it, it kind of comes full circle um you, you when we had talked before got started where you had shared that your your parents didn't even think their file was available for use and here it was just really more of an example example of mm-hmm. here's what a file should look like and through that you know Crystal seeing that she selected your family And I really feel like you are the example of like whole adoption and just like the wonderfulness of it, of it all with the connecting of the the people in your life that love and care about you and you love and care about with them. And it's just like, you guys are all in sync. And I feel like you have that, that adoption file came full circle into the physical reality of here's what Mm -hmm. you are. Yeah, absolutely. That is a really cool way to look at it. But yeah, and we have that file too. And I was able to look at it. So that was kind of cool one time. But um, I know that it is just crazy, all the little weird things that happened. But yeah, and my parents' car broke down on the way (laughs) to the hospital. So they had to get a bigger van, which that was like my favorite car growing up. (laughs) But you just like, I don't know, it would tons of weird stuff happened with <laughs> leading up to me. I don't know. I, I was telling Crystal the other day, I was like, I caused a lot of havoc, didn't I? <laughs> I didn't even know it. <laughs> but, oh man. Had to get to get to get the kinks out, right? To like serve it up to make right? sure it was like how it was meant to be. <laughs> I love that you say it was like perfect timing, you know? Yeah. Just being aware and forward thinking on that and just allowing it to take place as it right and my parents had just recently moved to Iowa I think right before I was adopted too if I remember right I don't think they even lived in Iowa for more than a year and then I was born in Iowa so (laughs) so yeah just just lots of just really cool things and I know my mom said that she had my parent uh her my dad's parents come out and visit the 
campground and everything. They didn't tell them a lick about me. They just st- sent me there and they're like, surprise. Oh my God. <laughs> Another kid. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, I mean, I know my, especially for my grandpa and grandma, they had two daughters adopted. And now their son had two daughters adopted. And there's just, there's just, you know, just cool stuff. And I mean, there's just tons of yeah different things that just made it seem very meant to be just little things like that you know Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah it's been it's been it's cool I mean I learned you know more new things about like wow this happened like wow that really fits into the whole story and you know random things with Crystal I find out she likes some artists I like too like you know it's just fun to find out those things and learn more about each other so good. Well, I thank you so much. Like this is such a, I just feel like all the warm fuzzies, like from talking <laughs> with you. it just was a feel good episode. So thank you so much for yeah. being that voice today and sharing about your life story and what it's meant for you and what you're looking to, to do going forward. And I just wish you all the best and I'm excited to see what happens for you in the future. Well, thank you. I know this has been a cool experience for both Crystal and I too. And yeah, we're really excited. Thank you for letting us share this too. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's been fun. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Lacey. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Heartship Journey podcast today. Be sure to take a screenshot and tag me on social media, the handle at Choose Your Journey with Andrea, and share this out. I would love to know what your biggest takeaway was. It would mean so much if you would share this episode with a friend or your family. And I hope you feel inspired and motivated after hearing today's episode. And remember, no matter what comes your way in life's journey, what you go through, you grow through.